This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Monday, October the 31st, 2016. Hey, good morning and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour, Monday, October 31. We're so glad you joined us on this festive Halloween. That shrieking you hear is not witches, but it's Hillary going, What happened? What happened? Anyway, we are the Patriot Trading Group. What do we do? The physical delivery of gold and silver, and it's as easy as giving us a call at one eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. The lovely Wendy is here to take your phone call, answer your question. Heck, you may get the phone answered by Arlene, the newest member of the team. How about that? That rhyme. Anyway, go check us out online as well at allamericangold.com. Not only can you order online, but you can get the news. To disturb the comfortable, well, we don't tell you what to think, but we certainly give you something to think about. The show is brought to you again by the Patriot Trading Group and its CEO, the man behind the show. He's the money behind the show. It's his opinion. It's his research, and he grinds it out every morning for about three hours before the show even starts just to make sure he's delivering the goods on the financial happenings of our country. Joe, how are you this weekend after a very interesting weekend? I woke up this morning, and I wanted to go back to bed. That's all I can tell you. Because The news was, was that good? I, wa- I wanted it to be Sunday again. Have you ever had that where you're just like, can I get a do-over? We all have to. Right? I needed a do-over. This. I woke do- up this morning, and I'm like, I need a do-over. I believe that every one of our listeners can relate to you. I needed to do i just you know you should be able to have one of those you know your own personal groundhog day you should be able right to. i'm telling you there's not a listener out there that i had a tough week to there's a tough week you had a very busy time and what was amazing is you closed the show last week saying how fast last week did go by it went by too fast and, you know what? and then the weekend went by faster same amount of hours every week i know I know. It, it didn't just feel feels like, faster, it, 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 right? It did feel it. It, it, it. Of course, it is a Halloween Monday. And, and I loved your intro. I mean, you had that high-pitched squeal going. But outside of that, <laughs> the the Hillary Clinton... <laughs> the shrieking is shrill. It is Hillary Clinton happening right now. The gift that keeps on giving, a.k.a. Anthony Weiner, and uh, the email scandal... You know, I, I don't know if it's true or not, but they said this guy's got, like, thousands and thousands of Hillary's emails. Some of the numbers I saw, I saw a report that said over 650,000 emails. On, you know how much time you have to be online to type 650,000 emails? <laughs> now, listen, I believe there's a lot of emails out there. No truth to the rumor that some 15-year-old girl got unclassified information oh, no, or classified I, no, information. No truth to that. Well, I'll just tell you this. I'm just waiting for the next bomb to drop. This one falls. I mean, we still have, what, eight, uh, 10 days? Yeah, it's coming up. So if you're uh, mailing your ballot in, if you're an early voter like myself. And myself. Homer, I've got my right, name. Eric. I mean, pretty much everybody in this office, that's the way we like to roll. Because uh, i got to imagine it's going to be, there's going to be plenty of long lines at the polls. I believe that is due uh, by the 4th. 
Uh, your mail-in your ballot. Your mail-in yeah, ballot. I, I think yep. so. I yep. think so, so, yeah. So make sure you get that done. You know, we have all kinds of public service announcements for the greater good. Uh, make sure you get out there and vote. Uh, vote early, vote often. No, I'm just kidding. You only get to vote once. You Unless you're vote. a Democrat and you're dead, and then you get to vote as many times as you want. Well, especially in Pittsburgh. <laughs> Pittsburgh, apparently, the great sites <laughs> have been dug open. They checked their pulse. They're really not dead. But I will tell you, a week from tomorrow, it that, comes that, to a head. That's and you November know what? We got, we, got, we got a tomorrow. Fed meeting going this week. Uh, this is one of those non, non-press conference Fed meetings. Uh, most likely, absolutely nothing is going to happen. Um, had a little bit of economic data out on, on personal spending and savings and income, and it was kind of eh, because they took August and said, hey, August was a lot worse, uh, which made September look a little better, but it was kind of, we'll, we'll call it in line, right? Nothing... Nothing big to report there. It's kind of a, eh, not bad, not good. Kind of that little Goldilocks for that number, of course. All of that seasonally adjusted. And then I, I think I forgot Friday. We had, and I say we, Ramon put up a, a video clip. It was of Tim Cook from Apple. And I believe it was on our Friday website. And it's just a quick clip. It's only a couple of minutes. Uh, but go back and check it out because it, it really is another, uh, just another step. He was talking about how Apple, and really, I think he was being a little more uh, global than that. He was talking about how uh, all the, you know, the tech and all this is going to kill cash. People don't like cash. He said, it's very inconvenient. And Apple and the rest of the techies are going to make sure that cash goes away. Um, And then I found an article, and I guess this is a growing trend, especially, I guess, in the tech-heavy places uh, in, in a bar in Seattle. Sam Largent opened his second bar in Seattle. He thought he'd take a bold risk. No cash allowed. Well, no physical currency anyway. All customers must pay with plastic. Debit or credit only. No greenbacks welcome. Dealing with cash brings a lot of issues, he said. Like making change. (laughs) God forbid you have to make a change. Can't do that. Reconciling at the end of, of each shift, right? The wait staff. Uh, and then, of course, my personal favorite, going to the bank, which I detest. Uh, if the till is short at the end of the night, it's usually a simple error, but it can take a half an hour to find. So now we're going to go all cash. Of course, you still got to. Oh, I never mind. Get ready. It's all coming faster than we could ever possibly imagine. Take your radio news hour. You can butter that biscuit. Just don't use cash to get it done as more and more places are turning away from the greenback. Going cashless, not without its growing pains, though. The most obvious might be lower tips 
for wait staff. Of course, the number one job in America. <laughs> one of the fastest growing. Well, you know what's the funny? The food service industry. That's what they say, but yet in the Wall Street Journal this morning, it says the facts on the ground kind of contradict that. And maybe the Bureau of Labor Statistics is putting a little too much salt and pepper on the jobs numbers. They said restaurant traffic is actually down almost 3% just from last year to this year. And that, uh, according to the restaurant industry, a snapshot survey of 25,000 restaurants says at this pace, 2016 would be the weakest annual performance since 2009. By the way, you know what they blame? Obamacare. And I'm not kidding. They said it's costing so much that people don't have enough money to go out and, you know, and eat that extra one or two times a month. I, I believe there's, there, there's something there. I believe there's something to it. It might be part of it, not the whole reason. I just think people have less money. People just have less. That's what it is. And, and like we said, between taxes and all the regulation and all the things that you have, your health care, even at your work when uh, your companies come out, they're charging you more every year. Hey, you know what? We're going to charge you a little more for your health care. And, oh, by the way, we're going to pay a little less, right? Co-pays go up, right? Your, your, the amount they're taking out of your check every other week's going up. And, of course, the amount that they cover continues to go down. But now they're saying there's a problem with this cashless society. They say that consumers, they stop dropping the loose change and dollar bills into the tip cup. Starbucks increasingly nudging its customers towards paying with their apps. Says Starbucks employees are complaining that their tips have plummeted because of it. They said that it's been a mixed bag for bartenders. Consumers who tip 20% on a credit card bill, a full uh, a 6% microbrew purchase might actually be, uh, be giving them more than the usual dollar, uh, I guess the dollar per drink formula. I don't know about that. I mean, if you're paying 6 bucks for a beer, I don't, when did that happen? Well, exactly. When did that happen? When did that happen? You buy them. I do. I do. One, one of the things I'll tell you is, is that... Uh, it, it goes right in line with the cost of Obamacare going up and people not going out as much. Why? Because the beer costs six bucks. You want to know the real reason? There's no denying the pain Uncle Sam brings into the question. Tips left on plastic must be declared and taxed. While wait staff can evade taxes left on cash. Employee theft might be another element. Of course, you always have that problem. And this is the thing that I... Here's why this argument holds no merit. Employees, you're going to have a certain amount that are going to steal from you, right? I mean, that just happens. Whether it's product, whether it's cash, whether it's credit card. It's so inevitable that actually people actually factor that in on their budget. Of course, you have to, right? Yeah, it's called called profit loss. And... uh, you know, they act like if you pay with your credit card, it doesn't. they don't have the means to steal your credit card information. And I, I'll tell you, I know for a fact that's just not true. But anyway, 
It says high-cash businesses like bars bring all sorts of opportunity for below-the-table transactions. Now he doesn't have to do. Now he doesn't have to worry about. It. We try to do everything by the books, not to cut corners. He said, "See, everyone's a criminal." That's that's really when they talk about this is right. Well, it's just so bad, right? It, you know, it, it leads to theft. It leads to terrorism. It leads to drug dealing and and uh, mob influence and all of that stuff. Of course, what, here's what we really know. The actual banking institution is like better than any mob-run organization in the history of mankind. I mean, really, it is. I mean, you think about all the things that they've been getting away with, and, and, and i got to believe every mobster's got to be jealous of that business plan. It's a great business model. If what, you want to be corrupt and a criminal. Wait a minute. We're going to make everybody pay 3%. You know, I didn't see that in that article either. You know that, and we talk. You know, we take credit cards here. We take them all: Visa, Mastercard, Discover, American Express. Right? We we but you know when you pay, when you use those, uh, depending on how you when you use them, like especially if we we run specials and things like that nature, uh, we charge an extra three percent because that's what it costs. And three percent here—that's that's a significant amount of money when you think about a a twenty dollars gold piece uh, over fourteen hundred dollars. I mean, that's a that's a good bit of money. Uh, but but they didn't mention that in that article because you know that would ruin a good a good story. How about in Venezuela? It's happening again. Uh, this coming out of the bis or out of Bloomberg. I'm sorry. Uh, this is Bloomberg News reporting that Venezuelans. They're giving up on actually counting the money. Now, a lot of times when we talk about why it is that you don't go, it's a hedge, right? It's insurance. It's protection. What does it insure against? What does it protect against? And the answer is pretty simple. It protects against your currency, right, your fiat money. And here in the United States, it's the Federal Reserve note. And a lot of times when we tell the stories, we tell the story of the of the uh, Weimar Republic, which in Germany after World War One, right, their currency was collapsing, and people were stacking the money in wheelbarrows, and they were getting robbed. And when they got robbed, they actually dumped the money out and stole the wheelbarrow. Right? And over life, that's what happened. And now here we sit, in, and it's what, 2016, in a delicatessen encounter in East Caracas. Of course, for those of you that don't know where Caracas is, uh, that is in Venezuela. Humberto Gonzalez removed slices of a salty white cheese from his scale. And, repay, and replaces it with a stack of Boulevard notes. I don't know how if I'm saying that right. Boulevard, B-O-L-I-V-A-R, that is the Venezuelan currency. That was handed to him by the customer. The currency is so devalued, and each purchase requires so many bills. Instead of counting them, he's weighing them. 
It's sad, Gonzalez says. I at this point, I think the cheese is worth more than the money. <laughs> right, and he's right. Just devalued to the fact where we have to weigh money. It's the clear. It's the clearest sign yet that hyperinflation could be taking hold in a country that refuses to publish consumer price data on a regular basis. Cash weighing isn't seen everywhere yet, but it's increasing, and they show him. They show the scale. Listen, and this isn't some remote third-world country. This is Venezuela, who, you know, 20, 30 years ago was considered a pretty wealthy nation. And, and you can see the scale, very modern, in the piles of cash and the stacks of it. I mean, there are, it's stacked. Enough to make Tony Montana go, that's Bolivian money, man. Right now, it looks like it must have, uh, I'm thinking he's going towards three pounds because you can actually read the scale. He's still got a couple of stacks to put on. But he was already up to 2.71 pounds of cash. That's a lot of cash. <laughs> That's a lot of cash to get some cheddar, if you know what I mean. Uh, thank you. How about, thank you? <laughs> Boom. <laughs> How about that? It said that uh, it's echoing scenes of the past century's most chaotic hyperinflation episode, the post-World War One Germany and Yugoslavia of course, and then there was Zimbabwe a decade ago. When they start weighing cash, it's a sign of runaway inflation. You think that's the sign of runaway inflation when they start weighing it? Uh, they don't know how bad it is because the government refuses to tell them. Uh, a few weeks ago, the, the government quietly asked uh, five currency companies to submit bids. So they can start making 500, 1,000, 5,000, 10,000, and $20,000 notes. Man, I guess gone are the days of can I get the ones, tens, and fives. Uh, that's not going to cut it. Uh, but it is amazing. I mean, don't you? It's just incredible what happened. When, when all of these things start happening. Because, you know, let's face it, Venezuela has a printing press. You know, and I love it when I read all these, these people out, oh, the debt's not a big deal. It's only $20 trillion. We got a printing press. Right? What, what could possibly go wrong? And you start thinking about how uh, all of a sudden, and really, it really has been all of a sudden. I, I wanted to say this ending of cash talk, it's only a couple of years old, if that, where it's really gotten serious. Yeah, it's got a lot of momentum right now. Right, and Homer verified, by the way, so it is Fridays. The October 28th, if, if you go online to look at the article where, uh, what's the gentleman's name from Apple? Uh, Tim Cook. Tim, you have to go to the next page, which is the October 28th link, to view the video, uh, just so you know. Just so you know. So if you want to hear Tim Cook talking about uh, they're going to kill the cash, uh, go out and go to the archives, and you can read for it yourself. Jeffrey Gandelich, one of my favorite guys, 
Another one of these guys. I pay a lot of attention when this guy talks. Bad times lie ahead for bondholders as rising inflation and resurging deficits are going to drive up interest rates. We're in the eye of the hurricane. For the next three to four years, Kendall had said, of course, he is the CEO of Double Line Capital. He says, come 2018, 2019, 2020, look out. And I've been telling you, this is, this is getting ready to really pick up momentum. So we've already started fiscal year 2017. Matter of fact, we're a month through at the end of today. He recommends that investors stay on the defensive, reducing exposure to long-term duration securities. He says that uh, he favors emerging market debt. Wow, that's sad, isn't it? If you're going to buy debt, if you really need to buy it, don't buy U.S. debt. <laughs> I don't know if he if he's telling you to buy uh Venezuelan debt, probably not. You know what? He's pretty popular. His funds only got sixty-two billion dollars. So that's a pretty powerful statement. Uh, by the way, this guy uh, just his bond fund it returned three point nine percent. It beat seventy-three percent of its peers. Uh, citing data from the Economic Cycle Research Institute said that the inflation rate, wow, this is a shocker, I haven't read this before, could go to over 3% in just the next six months. Don't forget, this is what the central bankers started talking about last week. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast from Eagle Forum, a national volunteer organization founded by Phyllis Schlafly in 1972 and continuing to uphold her legacy by honoring family values, opposing radical feminism, and representing a traditional, conservative perspective in our nation's capital. Now from the Eagle Forum studios, here's Ryan Haidt. The Pledge of Allegiance is an important teaching tool for American young people. Reciting the Pledge teaches children about some of the principles that make America great. The Pledge teaches that we are a republic, not a democracy. It teaches that we are a nation under God. It teaches that we stand for the principles of liberty and justice for all. That's why generations of American students have begun their day by reciting these timeless words. However, students in Florida no longer have to listen to the lessons that the Pledge teaches. Parents in the Leon County School District of Florida were shocked when their students brought home a waiver to exempt them from reciting the Pledge of Allegiance. Micah Brynan started a campaign to shut down these waivers after his niece brought one home from her school. He said, I believe it's another stop in the progressive political movement to destroy the education system. We have a lot of American values and traditions that seem to be whittling away. Brynan rallied other concerned Florida citizens, and eventually the school district rescinded the waivers. However, district officials were quick to point out that they were simply responding to a law handed down from the state capitol. Republicans are truly to blame for this attack on the pledge. A law was passed this year by the Florida legislature and signed by Republican Governor Rick Scott to open the door for these waivers. 
This incident proves that citizens should not trust politicians just because they belong to a certain political party. It has been said that eternal vigilance is the price of liberty. This certainly holds true for our nation today. We must remain vigilant and hold our elected officials accountable for the decisions they make. It is up to us to preserve beloved American institutions like the Pledge of Allegiance for our posterity. Future generations of Americans deserve to know that we are one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Here at Eagle Forum, we continue to monitor the dangerous activities and liberal agendas of many school districts around the country. Will you help? At eagleforum.org, we've set up a forum for involved parents to share their questions, frustrations, and victories. Add your comments to the education blog at eagleforum.org. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back. Patriot Radio News Hour, our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. You know, I've got, I really don't have uh, a large amount of anything on sale today, but I've got a little bit of a few things. I've got a few, and I say a few, less than 20 uh, $5 liberties. These are the gold $5 libs, the old ones, not the new ones. A big difference between the new ones are a tenth of an ounce, the old ones a quarter of an ounce. Uh, at three eighty-five, I have uh, less than thirty ten-dollar liberties, and those are the half ounces. These are the eighteen sixty-six to nineteen oh seven. Less than thirty of those. At seven hundred and twenty dollars, and then I have uh, less than thirty rolls of half dollars, and those are at a hundred and fifty-five dollars. And then I have uh, less than ten rolls of U.S. Silver Eagles, um, and those are at uh, four hundred and thirty-five. By the way. A uh, quick look at the market. Silver's up four cents. Uh, gold's down two dollars. And Wall Street's uh, pretty much like unchanged. It's kind of a eh, nothing really, no, nothing really doing much of anything. Uh, you know, it brings up the question though, and this is one of the things that I always like to pay attention to when they kind of talk about, hey, how's the economy really doing? Because they they're on this thing about, hey, things are starting to look up. We got a, a a better GDP in the third quarter. Of course, for third quarters, it's a it was a terrible number for a third quarter. But it was still better than what we've been averaging. Right? It's back on the upswing. And this is why the Federal Reserve is going to raise rates. Not today, not tomorrow, but next month. You know, next, well, next meeting. It, it, it's kind of like the Chicago Cubbies. We'll get them next year. It's going to happen next year, right? They won last night. Okay, they're down three I mean, to two. They're not going to win, but I'm they won. I'm pessimistic about that now. Sorry, Cubby fans. I know, right. We, we, we love the Cubbies. It's just their hard Listen, you know what? Take. Some teams are better 
at being the lovable winner or the lovable loser. I'm sorry. Did I say winner? I said I meant, you meant loser. I meant loser. We all knew that. that right, right. You know, the Cubbies are one of those. I mean, very rarely. It almost never happens. Right? Look at the Diamondbacks. They're so bad, nobody goes. The Cubbies, it really doesn't matter. Win or lose. Win or lose. Followers. They're there. But anyway, I don't know how we... You never know. I get sidetracked easily all of a sudden. It's just... My my brain is everywhere. But if things were really picking up, you would see the banks loaning money, and you would see them, uh, you know, whether it be adding... uh, commercial real estate debt or adding uh, office buildings or medical plazas and these things to their balance sheet. I, I have a question for you. Do you think a lot of people are waiting till after the election? Or do you think more news, the, the, the times of financial times will change after November 8th? I'll view it. Here's what I'll tell you about that, because that's a great question. That's a very fair question. You know, you have all of these people, and the vast majority, because they're media people, will tell you, you know, Donald Trump will be horrible for the economy, right? Which is hilarious, because this is, and understand this, bringing jobs back to America, putting Americans back to work, will be horrible for the country. That's the message. That, I mean, that really is the message. That's going to be horrible because Donald Trump's going to go back and say, you know what? Yeah, nah. that trade deal, that's over. We're, we're going to have a new deal. But neither here nor there. And, and I wish it was different. But just like Jeffrey Gandelich said, this debt explosion... It really doesn't matter Donald or Hillary. It doesn't. The debts that are coming, and just, I mean, they're here now. Really, they're here. I mean, we went from 400, a a fake 440, a fake 430, right, to a fake 600. We're talking about $600 billion of debt. And the real number was $1.4 trillion. Now, $300 billion of that had to do with a government shutdown. But 2017, the fake number is probably going to be closer to seven, maybe $800 billion. 2018, 2019, 2020, even the fake number is going to be more than a trillion dollars. And really, 2020, we could see two trillion. I know it's hard. I mean, it's almost hard to imagine. So the answer to your question, and a long way of getting there, is it's a good headline, but the realities are underneath it all, there's this huge explosion of debt that is coming. And then, of course, you start looking at the, the economic data. You start looking at the numbers, right? If you strip out the seasonal adjustments, they're horrific. Even when you leave the seasonal adjustments in, it's bad. 
And, you know, we've been on this downslope from 2013. 20, we had 2013, then 2014 was, a, you know, growth was a little worse. 2015, it got worse. 2016, it's really gotten bad. And I just think we're on this path. I think we're going to see some things in the next four years that we've never seen before. Because the last time, you know, when you think about the financial crisis, the house, they blamed it on that, right? It was the housing crash that led to the financial debacle. And, and, and I'm telling you right now, none of that is true. What is true is the explosion of debt has led us here. And just to pretend that we got out of it. we I, You know, we've seen explosions in debt happening since we left the gold standard in 71. But what they've done in the last 10 years, we've never seen anything like it. Central banks buying it up, printing it and buying it, Now, all of a sudden, they've changed all the rules when it comes to getting your money out. Start putting the numbers together. Start adding it up. They're getting ready. That's what they're doing. Are you getting ready? That's the question. Right, when you get past the headlines, like, you know, and Homer, great question. Right, oh, who's going to be better for the economy and what's going to happen and if Hillary wins this and if Donald wins that, and all of it really, nothing more than a headline. Something to try to distract you from what they've really been doing. After all, I mean, here's what you got to believe. The jobs are back, baby. The Federal Reserve's close to raising rates. And heck, Growth has really perked up after a sluggish first half of the year. I love that one. That's my favorite. <laughs> Nothing's better. Car sales are slower. Housing sales are slower. But growth's picked up. But instead of ramping up lending, banks are plowing into government and related government debt at the fastest clip in years. The easy answer, of course, has to do with the the post-crisis financial regulation. What are they preparing for? One of the things they realize is, hey, you know what? Uh, People ain't going to buy this stuff. Can't expect senior citizens and the retirees to buy U.S. debt anymore. We used to. Matter of fact, that is exactly how they told us that we were supposed to do it. Is it you think it's coincidence right as the baby boomers started to retire, they took it away? Right? One of my favorite, you know, Charlie Brown, right? Every time he went to kick the football, Lucy kept pulling the football away from him. Remember? Absolutely right? remember that. This is what they do to us. I, I guess it, uh, just, it just happened to work out that way. 
right as soon as the vast majority of Americans, the largest generation in the history, got ready to retire, we all of a sudden went from giving them 8% interest to no interest. Talk about the ball being pulled away by Lucy. (laughs) I mean, we're Charlie Brown. No wonder why he's sad all the time. Of course, now they said, you know what, if they can't buy it, part of the Dodd-Frank Act, they made sure the banks have to buy it, number one. Right? They've got to keep X amount of their deposits in U.S. government debt, right? which just tells you the nonsense that's going on. Hey, let's go to negative rates, but then the bank's still got to buy the debt. It makes no sense, but it doesn't have to. And, of course, it says that, uh, in many ways, the buildup reflects a more worrisome sign, talking about why they're only buying treasuries. In the past year, more loan officers at large and medium-sized banks, I guess mid-sized banks, which is pretty much just about all the banks that are left anymore, have tightened credit to businesses that at any time since 2009. And this isn't a little tighter. That's a lot tighter. Of course, that was still when the the United States was reeling from the housing bust. It's hard to say whether that means the seven-year-long U.S. expansion may be closer to an end. But it sure is looking that way. Banks continue to buy treasuries as we move move further through the economic cycle. There's just fewer good loans out there to be made. Kind of to Homer's point. Yeah, you're kind of staying afloat, but yeah, there's no money here. There's more months than money. Yeah. Can't loan you any more money. You can barely get by as it is. You know, and then you start thinking about why are car sales falling off? Why have home sales falling off? And all of a sudden, it's starting to make a lot more sense. And then you ask yourself, why is it? You know, and really, it really bothers me when you start looking at your large. I mean, where's most of your money? When we talk to customers all the time. Well, the biggest chunk of my money is in my retirement accounts. It's in my IRAs, it's in my 401ks, it's in my mutual funds, it's in my bond funds. And now, again, and again, your whole life, this is exactly what they told you to do. And now that you're finally of the age where you may actually need to start using it. They pull away the football again. Well, see, we got this rule. You know, things are starting to get bad. So, yeah, you're just going to have to wait. I'd like to liquidate my 401k plan, please. Here she comes, (laughs) pulling the ball. (laughs) Next thing you know, Right, you're sitting there and you're turning on the idiot box every morning. The Dow's falling out of bed. Right, you're looking at your ballots online and it keeps plummeting down and there's nothing you can do about it. 
right? Everything that you worked so hard for is is now under attack. You know, and they talk about free enterprise and 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 the free society, capitalism, and all of these things. And yet, guess what we're doing? We're putting in laws that, you know, this is something that communist Russia and China would have. Hey, listen, whenever we want, we can just say no. This isn't what America was supposed to be about, yet here it is. And oh, by the way, it's at a time when what? Most of you are getting ready to start withdrawing. It's just a coincidence. Don't worry. Who cares? Lucy pulled away the football. There'll be another season next year. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. Uh, you know what? Things happen quick anymore. Homer says, uh, and I can't verify because I'm not on Twitter. Well, but, I, and but I can. I can verify. If you're, according uh, to Twitter. Social media, what is trending right now? What is trending right now on social media is that, one, Mr. Tim King. That's uh, Hillary's running Biden, mate. Her, right, her running mate. His mistress is coming out with hates of him being verbally abusive to her. <laughs> this is not a joke. This is on Twitter right now that Tim King, our vice president, that's the next shoot of all. And it just keeps piling on. Uh, 800-951-0592. Let gold and silver be your mistress as we are addicted to cash. We're addicted to debt. I mean, let's face it. This is a country that loves it. They don't love cash anymore, but they love debt, and we're addicted to it. But let gold and silver be your mistress. It's a... A smorgasbord. It's a little grab bag, Tate. You like a grab bag Monday. We've got a handful of ten dollar Liberty Gold pieces at seven twenty. A handful of five dollar Liberty Gold pieces at three hundred and eighty eight dollars. Uh, we got a handful of half dollar rolls. Rolls of half dollars at silver half dollars. Twenty of those in a row. $10 face value at $155. And then we've got even fewer uh, rolls of silver eagles, and those are at $435 at 800-951-0592. Probably the big move of the day, silver, or silver, oil is down more than 3% this morning, off a more than a dollar and a half at $47.00. Uh, gold's down two dollars. Silver's up. Uh, well, now it's up a cent, uh, seventeen dollars eighty cents. Uh, the Dow's up fifteen. The S and P's up four. The Nasdaq's up seven. On a, I'll, I'll say a consumer spending and consumer income number uh, that was very much in line with expectations uh, after a pretty significant revision downwards uh, to the August number. And then, of course, tomorrow uh, starts the Federal Reserve's November meeting. This is a non... uh, There's no uh, meeting after the meeting. Janet Yellen will not address the media. There is no press conference. Uh, Those are, at least now in the modern era of Federal Reserve meetings, it's disgusting you have to say that, but we do this modern era of Fed meetings. 
Uh, they don't really do any policy change during a non-press conference meeting, uh, so everyone's anticipating uh, the exact same language. If the data warrants it, we'll raise in December. I will tell you right now that if they raise in December, look for gold to be up another 20 to 30% next year, uh, following the same pattern that happened this time. Remember this time last year? This time last year, gold was falling. Yeah. Right? Everyone was telling you it was going to $700. Some people said $400. Of course, they raised rates and gold went up 30%. It looks like we're setting ourselves up for another replay. 800-951-0592. Happy Halloween, everybody. Trick or treat. Watch out for those titties tonight. We'll be back tomorrow.